Ken Snetemba Zonke, political analyst with the Pan-African Advisory Firm. Africa Practice joins me on the line. Snare, thank you very much for joining us here on Late Night Talk. Much appreciated, sir. Good evening, Aubrey, and good evening to our listeners. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So on Thursday last week, on the day of the State of the Nation Address, I sent out a tweet after all of the drama, right, um, to ask, is anybody listening to the president, president at this point? And of the 65-odd people that uh, replied, only two said that they were listening to the uh, president's speech. And that concerned me. And this has been something that has been going on for, what, the last three terms, the last three years, sorry. Um, And my question is, to what extent have we been listening to what the president has been saying? Have the things that he has been promising, whatever commitments that he has uh, attached to government, have they been realized in any way? And uh, have the things that he has promised in this sona uh, got any chance of being practically realized, Sneteb? Um, thanks, Aubrey, for that question. I, I think um, one of the things that we have seen during the past three years in the in the zone has been that the spectacle before the president's speech has been um, the key draw of attention for for many uh, South Africans and a lot of times the speech itself which can times be uh, quite a dull process is not really uh, grabbing the attention of uh, of South Africans but I do think that we always have the opportunity of uh, looking through the speech and looking through the promises that the president is making and to be able to track it throughout the year. And I think um, over the past couple of years, there are some key issues that have been achieved, but we, we do know that uh, the, 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 the president and the, and the country itself is a bit far away from achieving all of the, the promises that are, all, uh, that are made in this uh, State of the Nation addresses. So one of the things that comes to mind from last year's State of the Nation address, uh, 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 Snetemba, was the whole issue of trying to curb government spending on traveling, on, uh, on uh, living expenses in the two sort of administrative areas. I'm talking about Cape Town and Pretoria. There was discussion of uh, perhaps uh, bringing parliament into, you know, bringing it to Pretoria. <laughs> Has anything happened with regards to that? I, and I'm just choosing one that just comes to mind even as we speak. I think one of the things that has happened is uh, there has been some efforts, particularly from Treasury, to try and restrain how um, how, how government departments are are spending uh, their money. Of course, that is a difficult process for one department to to be monitoring uh, over thirty uh, portfolio committees. And the the moving of Parliament back to Pretoria or to Pretoria. Is that a more long-term process that we that they're still investigating? So that is uh, is not going to come into fruition anytime soon. But I think, uh, as we can see, I mean, from from last year's um, state of the nation, I think it's still a long way until they start really curbing those um, those excess in terms of spending. They've tried to cut down in terms of um, of, uh, of wages, government wages, as well as a, 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 a freeze in at least a slowdown in some jobs. But yeah, we still got a long way to go. Give me a call, 011-8830-702. I'm speaking to Snetem Bazong, a political analyst with the Pan-African Advisory Firm, Africa Practice. And we're just looking, I suppose, at the substantive issues 
uh, of the State of the Nation address, the political issues, uh, way above the theatrics, the stuff that had us talking last week uh, about the violence, the issue of the 441 um, soldiers and so forth. We're trying to zoom in on the real reason why the SONA actually exists, the things that the president is supposed to do, I mean, tell us and then, of course, do. And we're trying to get a sense uh, of what is that? Has the president been able to achieve it in, in the past? Will he be able to achieve some of the things that he has uh, committed to uh, in this particular term? And I'm interested to, in this particular year, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Firstly, I'd like to ask you the question. What are some of the things that are in your mind that were said Last year, have you perhaps been monitoring whether those things have been achieved? I'd like to take your calls on that. And uh, should we be holding the president to account with regards to the things that he has uh, said last year? Should we, Snetemba, should we be holding the president to account? Indeed, we should. I mean, we should be holding all of our government officials to that. And I think um, when it came to... um, Last year's uh, um, 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 local government elections, perhaps that's, that's where we saw that uh, South Africans in some way yep. uh, held the, 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 the government to account. But uh, South African citizens have continuous uh, opportunities to be able to do that. It's not only in elections, it's throughout the political cycle where they can call, uh, hold the elected officials to account. G- give me some of those uh, possible ways that the electorate can hold uh, government, uh, the, 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 you know, government, um, the executive to account, uh, other than going to vote, uh, um, Sne? I mean, I think what, what we've seen over the past two years uh, through the engagements of particularly the civil society and through engagement of institutions such as the public protector, where citizens are able to approach um, such institutions where they can voice their complaints, where they can direct uh, that they are, or raise uh, concerns that there are particular issues where government can 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 be um, can be held accountable with, with, um, with institutions that do have the constitutional powers to do such. And I think it's um, we, we, we as South Africans we, we need to um, be a lot more assertive in terms of our engagement with our um, um, elected officials, our MPs. I think again it might be because of the structure of Parliament where. Uh, MPs are simply uh, put on a slate by political parties and they don't necessarily have to account to a constituency. But I still do think that those are mechanisms in terms of communicating and for them to know what, uh, what is happening on the ground. Again, what, people have, what we have seen is people, the protest that they have in the communities, uh, as, as, as much as sometimes it's, uh, they do go um, violent unnecessarily, those are ways for, for communities to communicate and speak to elected officials. Do you think that the measures that you've just described, for example, the uh, uh, Chapter 9 institutions, Public Protector, um, Institute of Race, no, not Institute, uh, um, uh, the Human Rights Commission, Commission, all of those uh, now even have the the one that is looking after regulating um, faith and uh, all sorts of things. Do you believe that they are effective enough, Snetemba? I mean, uh, yeah, I suppose people will talk of the public protector, uh, the former public protector, Tulima Donzela, and some of the work that she's done. But do you think that they are effective enough for South Africans to feel as though the institutions in our country hold the government to the right levels of accountability? I think what we have seen um, in the past um, couple of years, it has, 
it has been that this institution has been as strong as the people who occupy those particular positions. Mm. Um, I think they they do pro- provide um, some check. I don't think that there are institutions which are not um, which are useless, which are which are basically toothless. Although that is that is some criticism. They 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 definitely can do a lot more. I think there's a whole lot um, of more. Um, um, uh, effort that can be done by institutions such as the South African Human Rights uh, Commission and others. So they, there's, there's a road in terms of uh, that they need to travel forward. And again, that, that's a political process. It's a political process of evolution within South Africa as a democracy that is only 20 years old. Those, we, 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 we still need to strengthen them. We still need to protect them at this particular uh, moment where they are coming under a lot of pressure. O double one eight eight three zero seven zero two. We've heard uh, Snetemba that uh, there is a growing trend uh, by, I suppose, certain personalities in uh, the general conversation about our politics, our current affairs. Uh, some people argue that uh, uh, South Africans are not letting the governing party govern. Uh, that in fact, sometimes what we do is we govern via the courts. Uh, and uh, that the government has been found to be hamstrung by all of these processes um, and has therefore not been able to deliver on some of their promises uh, as perhaps uh, given to us by the president on the various sonas. Uh, what do you make of that, uh, of that allegation? Uh, I would say that it's an unfair criticism. I think that the government has got a new way to do quite a lot to do quite a lot in all their respective levels of government, from local to provincial and national. I think the kind of cases that we speak about where government is hauled into court, those are, those are quite a minority in terms of all the, 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 the sort of uh, policy implementation that the government has. And I also think that we need to look at some of these court cases, if we even go further back, even before the, the administration of the, the current president, Jacob Zuma, around the issue of um, ARVs, where the government was hauled to court and was forced to actually um, deliver the, the, the policies, uh, the services that South Africans need. So at times, the courts can actually um, help uh, South Africans receive the services that they, re- that they, they, they deserve. Snetemba Zonga is my guest. He's a political analyst with the Pan-African Advisory Firm, uh, Africa Practice, and I'm inviting your calls uh, to ask you the very simple question. To what extent do you hold your government to uh, account? Uh, And how do you hold your government to account if you do not know what that government that you must hold accountable for what? Do you listen to the sonar? Uh, do you know what was promised? Do you know what the timelines are? Do you know what the impediments are? Uh, and I would agree with Snetemba to say that there are many more avenues available to us as citizens to hold government to account. But my sense is that sometimes we get caught up in the drama, in the political drama, and we don't go into the substantive issues so that we understand what it is that we need to hold government to account for. Snetemba, would you agree, disagree? No, I definitely uh, agree. I think there's a process of educating ourselves as citizens, um, educating ourselves in terms of uh, our rights and responsibilities. I mean, I'm not trying to repeat a cliche, but sometimes those responsibilities are important as citizens for us to, to go out there and ensure that 
from, from the local to the national level that we try and understand what's happening in government and what we can do in terms of uh, persuading them to move uh, in the positive direction. I'm going to be asking you, what is it that you listened to? Give me a call. What is it that you heard the president talk about? I know that there's a lot of people talking about what he uh, called radical transformation. Is that a slogan or is that a practical, implementable policy? I'm interested to hear your thoughts. And if it is a practical, implementable policy, why is it that it has not been implemented implemented until now those are the questions that i'm asking but i'm interested to find out from you listener what have you been listening for uh, have you actually been listening to the contents of the president's speech at sona i gotta stand up and say i haven't as i should because i too was caught up in the drama the pre uh, sona speech drama uh, and I'm not sure if I am as informed as I need to be in order for me to be an effective citizen, an effective uh, living citizen in this country. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. And so the question then becomes, to what extent? To what extent are you and I as citizens not doing our part to become active citizens by knowing what the pro- politicians have, have, have promised and then holding them to account as far as that is concerned. I'm really interested to hear your thoughts about that. Uh, Snetemba is my guest and he's helping me through uh, this conversation. But let's take a call from Coco Lindiwe in Centurion. Coco Lindiwe, good uh, evening to you. like an old, old pig. Oh, I'm crying like an old pig, eh? Yes, you, you, because you, you know that president has never said anything new. Yeah. All those millennium goals that were set in 1994, they have never been done or breathed. Poverty is still there. Crime is still there. You name it. The worst one is that he has not, not even respected his own constitution. Yeah. That is all they fight about. Yeah. But this man has never showed any respect to our constitution. Yeah. We are fighting for that. Yeah. That's what the main thing, Aubrey. Yeah. Number so, two. So, okay. Okay. Now, number two, it is the, the one for a parrot. Yeah. Parrot is a spoiled pet. They have never changed their manners. Oh, oh, pirate the, the soccer team. Okay, Mangoko, let, let's 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 park that one. I'm happy to confer, to have a conversation about that in the second hour. But your okay. feeling with regards to the president is that nothing has changed. Nothing, nothing has changed. Or he has changed. He was supposed. No, no. I was expecting him to say, "Man, people, we have died for for the twenty past years." Yeah, yeah. But, 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 but I accept that, Goko. But can I ask you a direct question? Did you listen to what the president had to I say? Did, on th- I did. Even with the fighting, when we were fighting, I was looking at the TV. Even no, no, I'm, to, I'm talking after the fighting. After the fighting, when the <laughs> EFF guys... Oh, hold on, Goko, Goko, listen to the question. Okay. When the, when the EFF guys had been, uh, had been removed... The DA guys had been removed. The swearing had taken place. And then the president had laughed and now started to, 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 to read his speech. Did you listen? I listened. What did you hear, Cock? I all the old stories. Which, which old story did he come up with? I am going to do this, but he has never said, I am doing this now. Yeah. We have heard that I am going to. Yeah. But we wanted to hear him saying, I have now done one, two, three, four to do this. The time to do this, 
the, 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 the other things to do. But he has never said anything to remove those things that are an obstacle. In, in Centurion, thank you very much for your call. Much appreciated. <laughs> All right. All right, it's November. Are we squealing like pigs here? <laughs> All right. Coco Lindio says, we're squealing like pigs. We know that this man isn't going to come up with anything substantive. But I am of the opinion that Gogo didn't actually listen. He, she didn't listen to the detail. Um, she is angry, perhaps, at President Jacob Zuma, and rightfully so, perhaps. But I'm getting the sense that she's just angry at the, at the president, but did not actually listen to what he had to say. Um, I, I think that the caller may be expressing some of the sense of frustration that many South Africans have. Uh, about the current state of, uh, of the nation. I do think um, it can be rather unfair to say that nothing has changed. I think there has been progress in certain areas and there are clear failures, failures in others. But I, 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 I wouldn't simply dismiss people's uh, complaints and say that they simply squealing and that nothing will change or nothing will happen. No, no, no. She, that, that, that was for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was for me, squealing like a pig. But here's the question. I mean, if we are going to be saying that South Africans need to be active and active also in their listening of what government has to say, uh, i.e. what the president has to say at SONA, but South Africans harbor the kind of frustration as expressed by Koko Lindi, is it fair then to be asking them to be listening to President Jacob Zuma? I, I think that they've got plenty of opportunities to, even beyond just the, the actual state of the nation on that day, to read through it. I think it might, um, it, it's important for us to, to understand what the president is, is, is promising so that we can be able to um, measure that and be able to judge him on those particular things. I mean, we can't judge the president on anything that we don't know that he has promised. So I think it's still, it is up to us and it's important for us to be able to do that. So, give me a call. If, and, you know, please be honest with me. If you actually listened to what the president said, right, please give me a call and tell me what you heard. What were some of the substantive issues that were raised by President Jacob Zuma in the Sona address? And this is just going to have to be something that you and I are going to have to trust each other with. Or are you one of the people that is so frustrated with the current government, the president, and all of those things that you didn't even listen? But if that is the case, can you really argue? I'd like to take your calls. O double one eight eight three O seven O two. If you listened, I'd love to take your calls. What did you hear? And then Snap, maybe after the break, you can help me work through should the president not have told us for example, about what was achieved based on the previous year's uh, SONA commitments. In other words, should we have expected him to say to us, last year I said this to you, and I said we were going to achieve this. This is what we have achieved. We have lacked this in this, in this sense. We, we haven't achieved this, uh, but we are going to remedy this in this way. Is that something that we should be expecting or is that also a bit of a pipe dream? Please think about that. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, I'm looking forward to your calls on 011-883-0702. And we're not looking at the drama now. We're looking at the substantive issues, if indeed there are any. Hey? 
the issue here is how do we hold the president accountable on some of the things that he, 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 he commits to in his own address if we didn't hear it? That's my question. Uh, or is it not worth even listening to? Those are the questions that I'm asking on 011-8830702. When we come back, we'll take more of your calls. 702. 702. Call us on 011-883-0702. 17 minutes to midnight. My guest is Netemba Zonke, political analyst with the Pan-African Advisory Firm. Africa practice and he joins me on the line. Snare, we've been talking about a number of things, but I suppose the 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 foundation, the fundamental issue here is how do we hold our government to account if indeed we do not know the policies for which uh, the policies that they have uh, committed to for which we must hold them to account. Uh, and my my sense is that um, the frustration that uh, people feel rightfully or or not uh, about their government is, is such that people are no longer listening. Uh, and my question to you is, how do you then become an active citizen, a uh, citizen that holds your government to account, as I, I would imagine is what needs to happen in a, in a constitutional democracy? How do you do that if you don't know what the substantive issues are in detail? Sne? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, it's, it's, it, 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 it obviously it means that citizens won't be able to... Um, react to the to the real issues that are occurring in the nation if they do not know what uh, the government is saying i mean i think a lot of times one of the key issues that you might have you were highlighted earlier in the problem in, in, in your program and some of the issues that are happening in Rosettoville, where the citizens don't know what government is planning to do with particular issues whether it's illegal immigrants or what's what, what's happening with uh, with with drug dealers in those um, in those particular uh, communities citizens will simply act out of frustration and act on their own, and then you tend to get to see the kind of vigilante citizens, uh, um, incidents that we see, or we do see the, the kind of violent community protests. That's how they usually react yeah. in terms of frustration, in terms of those kind of outbursts. Those, those don't necessarily themselves lead to, um, to the service delivery and to... Um, to, to the actual things that citizens are demanding and wanting from the government. Let me read you some of the tweets that are coming through, Snare. Uh, Hope Russell says, All I heard was China, 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 and China. Uh, Kabbalah MG says, I listened to Sona only during his first term as I knew he was flawed from day one, but prepared to give him benefit of the doubt. Uh, and um, uh, Pierre Lo says, the question is, how do you hold them accountable? Uh, hence, some of your deviated be of your deviated because it was impossible to do so. All right, uh, those are some of the tweets that are coming through. I'm uh, interested to take your calls on 011-8830702. Let's speak to Stephen in Pretoria. Stephen, hi. I brought up. Yeah, go ahead, uh, uh, Stephen. And 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 uh, the, the 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 gentleman. Sure, go first ahead. First of all, after you raised the issue last week about whether people li- did listen yep. after the fracas in the House of Assembly, yep. we at uh, Open Dialogue and Free Expression Initiative held various meetings in Mamelodi and Hamaskral and also posed that question. Yep. And uh, it was thumbs up to what the president had said. Many people had listened. 
from the audience that we had. I'm talking here between 50, 100 people who attended the meeting that we, we invited them to. Yeah. Uh, what he stated was very, very logical and in a chronological order. Yeah. Uh, electricity, the number of households that now have electricity, uh, the number of uh, structures that have been built and so forth, which while we also brought up in the uh, 702 uh, fact uh, check, uh, which was some of this of what he said we disputed, but it was just about two or three items. And so, also yeah. pertaining to figures. Yeah, yeah. And, and also outlined the project, uh, job creation initiative. We did not touch up to housing and, and all those things, but he touched on the core of what government is expected to be doing. Yes. And in your opinion, Stephen, the information that you had listened to and together with the people that are in your forum would then empower you to be able to hold the president to account? Uh, Indeed, yes, uh, but in addition to that, uh, what we were failing to understand, and this is what came out from the floor, is that there has been a lot of migration from the rural areas into the urban areas. Yes. Uh, also, uh, I think as a gesture to Mozambique, President Mandela granted almost 5 million Mozambicans uh, South African ID documents, which entitled them to get uh, houses in South Africa. Uh, most of them uh, actually were in the informal settlement areas. And that is another problem because our people who are houseless, homeless, yeah, yeah. staying right. in, their, in their backyard. Yeah. Uh, let me just point this out to you. They are staying in their backyard, and the people who are in the informal settlement areas, when they are flat, the, the provincial government and the, for example, city of Oxford, Give those people first preference. And we have been saying to the people, if you have no, why don't you move to the informal settlement areas as the people are migrating from the rural areas so that you can get first preference. All right. They won't come to you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Stephen, uh, in Pretoria, thanks very much for your call. Lindiwe in Soweto. Hi. Hello, Lindiwe in Soweto. Hello. Lindiwe is not there. Let's talk to uh, Monica in uh, Maboneng. Hi, Monica. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Hello. Um, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Monica. Go ahead. What is Fine. on your mind? Okay. I was sitting and looking at Zuma. I can't even concentrate of, of listening because he's talking the same thing. And then what annoys me, like, they really take us for idiots. And the ANC people clapping like he's doing the right thing. I mean, he's been talking and talking, and what really gets to me, looting is continuing. Even like now, I'm reading something that, Batabile Glamene. Never mind, never mind smaller than skeletons. Mm. You know, like traveling, as he's spending 121 million just by traveling. And he's got a habit of going to, the, apparently, there's a hotel in Onkanga. That is called Oyster Box. And he spent 
he, he, he spent some days, couple of days there, that cost 11,000 rand. Uh, Monica, j- j- just hold on. And now. Oh, 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 hold on. What? 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 I'm telling you. Oh, oh, no, 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 pro- no problem, no problem. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you a simple question that has something uh, to do with the conversation that we're hearing, having today. Mm-hmm. What is it that President Jacob said in Sona that you were listening to that was the same old, same old? No, 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 same that in you know, radical things and all of a sudden he's copying things like from Malema. You know what I mean? No, I don't. I don't. That's why I'm asking. What, 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 what did he say? I'm, I'm trying to find from you what was it that you heard that was a repetition of what he had said before? No, something like, um, like radical and land and, and people, when people give you money, it's nothing. You know, what really gets to me, uh, Aubrey, mm. apparently we're supposed to be 55 million in this country. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in Zoom alone, I'm talking not other money that is wasted as uh, paying lawyers, you know, preventing things, all, all these uh, scandals. Yeah. And 200 and what for in Uganda. I mean, if, I mean, all this man, not only him, even he's coming at people like Jimmy Manye, Balekam, Bedgaf, Fela Habona, all of these people wasting so much money. And people are angry, people are suffering, and people from rural, another guy was just mentioning people from outside, they come here. I'm not even talking about foreigners. Yeah. I'm talking the people in this country that are suffering, hoping to come to Joburg, big cities, Joburg, only to find that it's even worse. Monica, thank you very much for your call, much appreciated. Lindy, where are you back? Okay. Yeah, hi, Lindy. Go I ahead. Never, you know, after, after that fight, I heard someone laughing. Yes. I switched off the TV because I was angry, Oprah. Yeah. I'm angry until today. I will never listen to Zuma anymore. If I can look at Zuma talking or giving a speech, I'll switch off the TV. Oprah, I have no time for that man anymore. And I will never call him my president anymore. He's not a president. It's Zuma only. Mm. And his wife and his kids and then the what whatsoever. I don't respect him. I have no respect for that man anymore. I don't care who said maybe we don't respect the president, mm. but he's not my president. For other people. Yeah. And then another thing, Oprah, mm. they must mashaba what he says. They must give Mashaba a chance, he must do his job. I'm not a DA supporter, but I I, I said it, 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 it must do his job. We must give him a chance. All right. Uh, Lindy, we're in Soweto. Did not listen to the sonar. Doesn't respect the president. Ngatis in four ways. Hi. Hi, Aubrey. Good evening. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Ngatis. Your thoughts? Um, I, for one, Aubrey, uh, paid very close attention to the sonar. Um, in fact, I do with all the sonars. Yeah. Um, yes, it's unfortunate what we have, or, you know, all the all the theatrics that happen. But you know, I feel like, as, as you're saying, as citizens of the country, it, it really is our responsibility to, to hear what the president says. Yeah. Um, and we should look beyond the floor. I, I think I think we we overlooking the main, you know, because the Sony, what it is, is an outline of what the president is going to do and yep. his government. Yeah. What, what, what did you hear, Mnit? You see, you know, just, just one or two things that, that, that came to you that were, uh, that were substantive in their nature uh, that you would want to be able to hold government to account for uh, uh, come SONA 2018. 
So there's quite a few things, but what stood out for me is that um, what I like is the consistency in that there isn't going to be a real deviation from the National Development Plan. I mean, this is the ANC policy which leads to government. And all that they've done is bolstered it. So, I mean, the president highlighted things like the nine-point plan, yep. uh, which which he spoke about the unexpected to grow at 1.3. And we can't ignore we, we're part of a macroeconomic environment. And, you know, some of the things that he spoke about, things like industrialization, yep. Yep. reboosting mines and uh, beneficiation, things like that are practical. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if, if I make, make a, um, just to add a point on that, Aubrey, mm. I think what we, we, we tend to forget, you know, for Africans, that from the sonar, um, the president's plans get highlighted down to the provincial No, no, that, that's for sure. That, level. Yeah, no, no, that, that's yeah. understood, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. often, uh, you know, we get caught up in the sauna, but from there we forget. I mean, I live in, in Gauteng, for example. I know next week we've got David Makura, who's going to present his... The state of the of the province address and so forth. Ngatisi, thanks very much for your call. Much appreciated. Snetemba, ooh, I've just lost Snetemba. Why have I lost Snetemba? Anyway, your assessment of the calls that have come through, your uh, understanding of the gravity of the problem of us not necessarily listening. Listen, I'm not asking you to like what President Zuma has to say or not like it. That's not the issue that I'm raising. I'm raising the issue that somebody, and I would suggest that it has to be you and me, that has to listen to what he says, whether we like it or not. That's part of our part of this of the social contract, that we have to listen to what he has to say so that we can hold him to account. How do we hold him to account to anything if there is nothing to hold him account to because we didn't hear it? Online, smartphone, DSTV channel 856 and on 92.7 and 106 FM. This is 702. Five minutes after midnight uh, and uh, we enter the second hour of the show. Interesting conversation in the first hour with Snetemba Zonke, political analyst of the pan-African advisory firm Africa Practice. And uh, indeed, uh, some interesting calls coming through as I asked the question, how much of the uh, substantive issues that were raised by President Jacob Zuma's speech did you get? Uh, One is aware of the fact that there was a lot of drama last week Thursday at the Sona. Uh, One is aware of the fact that uh, many people would have been distracted by that drama. Uh, but how many of us actually took the time to go and listen to what he had to say for no other reason but to be informed about what the policies of government are going to be for, 20, for the year 2017 and going forward? I'm interested to hear your thoughts around that, but some very interesting um, calls coming through. And my sense is that most people didn't listen. That's my sense. Most people didn't listen. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think the only person, Mleti, see, the last caller, seems to be the person that uh, basically listened to some of the issues there uh, and is aware, of course, of the fact that the funneling down of, uh, I suppose, the detail will come out of the speeches that will be given by the, uh, by the ministers and so forth. But interesting for me is that nobody listened. And my suggestion is that we need to listen, like it or not. It's part of our duty uh, as active citizens, as responsible democratic um, uh, citizens to listen. It's part of our duty. 
in my in my assessment and i'm interested to hear your thoughts about that pretty much as we had the conversation yesterday about why it is that the judiciary which may have been understood to have uh spoken rather harshly against president jacob zuma's uh style of leadership his presidency and all of those but they were there that's part of their social contract. They've got to be there. Just like you and I uh, have got to listen so that we are informed and we know what we're talking about when we hold them to account. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on 11 It looks like uh, uh, the High Court in Pretoria has ordered the immediate release of private investigator Paul O'Sullivan nearly six hours after he was dramatically arrested outside his attorney's office. About a dozen police officers arrested O'Sullivan shortly after he left um, his attorney's office in Centurion. He has been taken to the Camille Drift Police Station, although the charge is not known as yet. And this is, of course, uh, I suppose, in response to a, a court order that was given last year that says that before anybody arrests Paul O'Sullivan, he must be given a 48-hour heads-up. And I... And I can't pretend to know what the circumstances are to the, you know, to the issuing of that court order that says that he needs to be given 48 hours heads up. But isn't it interesting? Very interesting. For me, at least. Well, double one eight eight three zero seven zero two. I'm going to uh, give Snetemba Zonk, a political analyst with the pan-African advisory firm Africa Practice, the final word on the previous hour's conversation about our accountability in terms of listening to what the president had to say, like it or not, frustrated or not. It is part of our duty, in my opinion. Uh, when I come back, we'll give him the last word. SMS 702 on 702. All right, Sne, uh, your. Oh, I wish these computers would understand. Sne, your thoughts, uh, your final thoughts about uh, the conversation we've had, the calls that we received from some of our listeners. Your final thoughts. Uh, thanks for that, Obi. I think I, um, I would like to reemphasize the, the, the responsibilities that uh, citizens will have in terms of. Um, of engaging with uh, what comes out of government, what comes out in terms of their promises. Uh, but as you mentioned yourself, Nadisi said that there will be more opportunity with regards to the departments who will get to the more granular detail in terms of what will be delivered from the president's promises. But I think the state of the nation is the time for us to review uh, the previous year's um, um, and promises. Sometimes the, the, the president himself does not uh, move back and actually uh, explain the progress in terms of uh, previous promises. But we, we, we are not um, stuck at the state of the nation in terms of uh, knowing and understanding what, um, what uh, the government is doing. Um, we, we have ample opportunity to, to hold them to account. I think the average citizen, the old breeders, the Natambas, the Bashers out there, they need to um, um, take a lot more responsibility for for, for holding their government to account. Snetemba a political analyst with the Pan-Africanist Advisory Firm. Thank you very much, sir, for joining us. Thank and I uh, hope we'll uh, have other times to discuss the current affairs of our country. Much appreciated. Thanks a lot, Obi. All right, Snetemba.